Welcome to the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast, brought to you by Lake Country Sleep. I'm your host, Erin. I am a boy mom, avid coffee drinker, sleep consultant, and expert in early childhood development and education. I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to this episode of the Coffee and Catnaps podcast. Today I have Christina Vieira with me. She is a travel agent. Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Erin. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into this? Tell us about your business and then we'll kind of get into our conversation today. Of course. So I've always been a planner. I am the only girl and I have three brothers. So it was kind of always just my role in the family. Um, I have a degree in event management and was an event planner for a while, but I was working those crazy 90 hour weeks and traveling, but not the fun traveling, like going to Vegas and never leaving the convention center type of traveling. And I knew that it just was not conducive to raising a family. And um, I was doing all of the travel planning for the sales team at the company I was with and in addition to all of the marketing events and kind of just fell into planning travel. It's not where I thought I was going to be. Didn't even really know that travel agents were still a thing, which I am now coming up with every time I tell someone I'm a travel agent, but um, they didn't know that it still existed. But I have, I started my business in 2019 and um, was in the industry for about three years before starting my own business and really just love helping busy moms who don't have time to plan a vacation actually take a vacation that they can get some enjoyment out of and not have to worry about every little detail. That's nice because as a mom, I feel like, and this isn't the case for all families, but I feel like a lot of the stuff like that, like planning a vacation, you know, like kind of all the planning things seem to fall on the mom more often than not. And I love that you're able to kind of help out with that. Um, So you went from corporate travel planning to family vacation travel planning. Yes. Much more enjoyable to plan. (laughs) It sounds way more fun. Yes. So do you specialize in any type of vacation or are you pretty much like an open book? So I started as a Disney specialist. Um, And the reason I started branching out from there is because, you know, my first trip to Epcot as a kid is what inspired my love of travel. Going to the World Showcase, I wanted to go to all of those countries. And so I didn't like being pigeonholed into, okay, I only plan Disney vacations because I wanted to encourage my families who've gone to Disney World once to see the rest of the world. And just because you have kids doesn't mean you are only allowed to go to theme parks. There's so much in the world to explore. And so there are pockets of the world that I specialize in. I think that's a big shift in the travel industry in general is that, you know, you're not going to find a general travel agent anymore. Who's just going to book whatever you tell them to book. We've shifted into a role of a travel advisor and there's so much of the world. I just can't advise on all of the world. So, um, Disney world is still a big one for me. I do a lot of the Caribbean and a lot of Europe, and I'm trying to do a little bit more of North Africa. So, um, as I kind of plan trips for myself, I become a 
an expert in the destination and get to go on, um, we call them familiarization trips where I get to connect with properties and, and build connections. And so if there's a place that I have a family interested in and I don't have good suppliers there, I don't feel confident, I have a plethora of colleagues who specialize in different regions of the world that I would send them to um, instead of not doing a great job. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and this is just out of my own curiosity, when you are doing like these research trips, how often do you travel? So, well, <laughs> I would like <laughs> to travel um, four to six times a year. And that's kind of what was tr I was trending pre-COVID. Um, I'm probably back up to four times a year again. Um, not as frequently. It's, there's a little bit more involved now, um, but still definitely trying to get to some places uh, relatively regularly. Very cool. So your map is expanding as time goes on. Yes. Love that. Cool. All right. So today you and I are going to talk more about um, tips for traveling in general, traveling with kids, flying with kids, and then getting into like the details of a day and what can go into an itinerary with the family in mind, right? Yes. All right. So let's start with the basics, the day of travel. What are your best tips for parents traveling with kids? Try to book the first flight of the day. Yes, it's going to be an early morning, but it's going to be much less likely to be delayed, canceled, or anything along those lines. Um, if possible, it is worth it to pay, pay for the nonstop flight. If there's no nonstops from your origin to your destination, um, then again, you know, that first flight of the day, you're gonna be much more likely to make that connecting flight. It's also really good tip to try to plan airplane time if you have a very little one, if you have a baby or a toddler during a nap time, so that, you know, they're probably not going to nap as typically <laughs> as they would, um, but you can at least get some rest time while you're flying. Probably not uh, a recommended tactic, but I definitely have given my child Benadryl before getting on a flight if um, it was not looking like she was sleepy at all. Yeah, so um, do you ever recommend or is, I mean, I've never flown with kids or young children. So can you bring car seats on the plane or is that something you should like check? So it depends. There are four FAA approved car seats that you can use in flight. Um, I don't remember the four brands off the top of my head, but if you go on the FAA website, you can see those. Okay. I personally... Um, do not typically fly with my car seat. I will check it um, and I will check it from the sky cap through to the baggage claims. I don't, um, I don't want to lug it around the airport. So I do have a travel car seat, which is just a cheap Costco brand that I don't really care if something happens to it that um, I typically travel with. So we have it in our destination if we need it. There are also for places like Walt Disney World or San Diego or San Antonio or London um, that have frequent family visitors. There are a lot of rental companies once you're on the ground that can have a 
car seat at the airport available for pickup, or if you're renting a car, you can rent a car with a car seat. Um, so it depends on what you're doing when you get there, whether or not you're gonna need it. There's been trips where I've traveled with it. There's been trips where I haven't. Um, and just for some reference, I, I have a three-year-old. So we've been quite a few places over the last three years. Um, not as many as I would, I had originally planned for her, but we have done quite a few international trips and quite a few domestic trips. So we've done a little bit of both. So is that something you can help families organize then, making sure that all the supplies they need is there? Yes. Yep. There's a lot of great companies that I work with that rent cribs and bottles and bottle warmers and um, diaper pails and all of those things. Um, I also try to work with properties that you don't have to worry about renting them because I know that they have them on the property. Very cool. It's nice to like like I never would think of that if I was planning a trip. So it's like, I'm learning a ton right now. <laughs> um, what about, as long as we're talking about gear, what about the best travel stroller? I'm assuming you probably used a stroller with your daughter. I do. I love the pocket. It's P-O-C-K-I-T. And it folds up to the size of a like a laptop backpack. I would say it's a little bit bigger than a typical backpack, but smaller than like a hiking backpack. And it's great. We use it in Greece. Um, and so there's a lot of cobblestones and stairs and things that, you know, it's not easy to have a stroller on. So we would just fold it up, throw it to usually on my brother's back when we were in Greece. I made him do 21 years old. So it was nothing for him, um, but it's only, I think it's only like three pounds. So um, it's, very similar to an umbrella stroller with a little bit more heft to it and then the ability that it folds up. Um, and what I love about it too is it works in the airport because it's smaller than a checked bag. So it counts as one of our checked items and we can bring it into the cabin of the plane. We don't have to gate check it. Okay. So that's like considered a carry on then? Yep. Very cool. Um, all right. Any other tips for flying with kids that you have? however many snacks you think you need, add more <laughs> and then more and then more. Um, so typically when we travel with the, our family of three, we don't need six carry-ons, but one of the carry-ons we do bring is usually just filled with snacks. Okay. Um, and that is for a multitude of reasons. You know, if you have a full belly, you're much less likely to have a meltdown. It's something for them to do during the flight, especially now when there are masks involved in air travel, you can take the mask down while you're eating. So if they're constantly eating, then they have a little bit more leeway with having to wear a mask. Um, that's something that I get a lot of questions about for you know that two area where they're just over two and they're not used to wearing the mask yet. Um, and then it also helps with the air pressure. So they can't chew gum, but if they can chew fruit snacks or um, something I would like lollipops, that's kind of our, she only gets lollipops when we're flying, um, helps with that as well. And then you never know what's going to happen. So with snacks, if you have someone in diapers, always make sure you have enough for 24 hours. I don't think you're going to get stuck on the plane for 24 hours, but if something happens and you're stuck on the tarmac for a few hours more than expected, you at least have everything you need to make sure that 
your child has their basic needs met and is not going to drive you nuts. Super smart. I love that. I love that all these tips. Okay. <laughs> so when you get to your destination, um, what are your tips for planning a day out with littles? So having a toddler and traveling with a baby or toddler has forced me to slow down. Prior to traveling with my daughter, Annabelle, I was plan every minute, see all the things, cross things off the checklist. And um, there are so many places that I would love to go back to now because I'm looking at, you know, I did this, this, these places in my college days and I just like went from place to place to place and ran around and I would love to experience it at that slower pace that she's forced me to have. Um, trying to stay to the close to the routine at home as possible um, is always helpful, you know, planning a midday break. Um, I like to always do three things, plan three things in a day, something in the morning, something in the afternoon, and something in the evening. I have a um, kind of backup, like if we do something in the morning, let's say we go see Buckingham Palace and we're in London, I know what other attractions are nearby that are not necessarily on my must-do list, but it would be nice to see. So if it doesn't take us as long as expected or my daughter's being you know, really amenable that day, we can go see more. If we don't make those things, then you know what, that, that's okay too. So I like to stick to the three things. I like to kind of know what's in the area if there's a, an opportunity. Um, also always knowing where a playground is, is gonna be really helpful if you know you are having some sort of meltdown to be able to get them to a playground, let some energy out and then keep touring. Great tips. So that daytime rule, three things, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. Yes. So from my sleep consultant perspective, when you have a child who is, you know, on one nap, you know, you're doing something before their nap, something when they wake up and then maybe something in the evening, pushing bedtime a little later is okay on vacation. Um, but always expect to that sleep isn't going to be as great just because you're in a completely new environment. Um, don't forget your white noise machine. And I would assume too, for if you do want to go out in the evening, um, bring the carrier and have them start their evening sleep in the carrier if they need it, you know, um, and then transfer them to back into the, the pack and play or the travel crib in your hotel room when you get back or wherever you're staying. So yep. uh, in addition to those rental services, there's also a lot of babysitting services in places. So if you wanted one date night, then um, there's a lot of places that have vetted and background checked that they're um, sitters or sitter services that you can connect with before season has Four Seasons has one of the best. If it's if it's in your budget, they go above and beyond with little kids and they always have nannies on call. Um, so that's one of those brands that you would never think, let me bring my baby to the Four Seasons. Um, but they do like special check-ins for kids. They get chocolate chip cookies at turndown service. Um, the Four Seasons in DC has this really cool scavenger hunt. And so um, don't be afraid to bring them to places that you think that might not be a good fit because you know they, they might have really good kids programs. 
So it never hurts to ask. And it obviously doesn't hurt to talk with someone like yourself um, just to get some ideas, right? Like I feel like we, at, at least in my family, we take a summer vacation every year. And once my boys get a little older, like our spring trip is going to be one of those where we go out and about and explore the world a little more. And I mean, I don't know where to take kids. Like, obviously we want to do Disney once, at least once. Um, but I, like, I don't just want to be limited to, like you said, theme parks. So I feel like connecting with someone like you would be very beneficial for a family planning a trip. Christina, where can we find you and connect with you online? Uh, my website is showcasetheworld.com. On social media, I am at showcasetheworldtravel. Very cool. Any last tips you have for us before we sign off today? Uh, one thing that I am really passionate about is reminding moms that it's their vacation too. When someone contacts me, they sit there and they tell me what their kids want to do and what their partner wants to do. And when I sit down and I say, okay, what do you want to do? They don't have an answer because they haven't thought about it. So um, moms probably need a vacation more than anyone. So uh, working with me, you're definitely going to have someone who's going to remind you that's your vacation and whether it's five minutes or five hours to make sure you're planning something for yourself so that you come back feeling at least a little refreshed. I love that. Great advice. Yes. Us moms, we need that, don't we? Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, or you risk sitting in your car watching Netflix and hoping no one finds you. Exactly. Yeah. Like we still need breaks during our, our normal days. Well, we're going to need breaks for sure during our vacation days. What is it? Like there's a saying going on vacation is just like parenting in another location. So yes. <laughs> it's not really a break for you, <laughs> but fun. Exactly. It'll be fun. Right. So I will make sure that we have all of your information linked in the show notes. Um, I will also link, what was that one thing we mentioned? The stroller, what's that called again? Pocket? The pocket stroller. If you could send me that link, I will make sure to stick that in the show notes as well for anyone who's looking for more information there. And thank you so much again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much, Erin. And for my listeners, if you have any other sleep needs, make sure you check out lakecountrysleep.com. Follow us on Instagram. If you liked the show, make sure you leave us a review, share it with your friends, all your parent friends. We are hoping to bring many more awesome guests like Christina onto the show into the rest of 2022. So thank you again, Christina, and we will talk to you guys next time. If you found today's episode of the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast helpful, relevant, timely, relatable, we hope that you subscribe to the show, follow along, leave us a five-star rating and review, and share this with your friends. Your ratings and reviews help grow the show so that we can bring this awesome resource to parents everywhere.